Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to The Drew Barrymore Show ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, everyone. It is time for the Truth News Podcast, where we're serving you up all the news that you need. A little bit of pop culture, things that aren't on the top lines of things, a little bit of inspo, a whole lot of feel goods, the functions, and the findings. Today, we're covering everything from a fashion fumble involving Chelsea Clinton and Oprah to the secrets of a long life from the oldest woman in the world. Oh, my goodness. I want to hear that. <laughs> I want to panic, spiral, and get inspired all at all the same time. Together, yeah. I am here with comedian, actor, Sam J. And your new movie, You People, which, by the way, has the most amazing cast comes out on Netflix today. How did it feel working with Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy every time the cab goes by with the poster? I'm like, now that's a cast. Overwhelming. This is my first movie. So really? Yeah, I've never done a movie before. And you've been around a while. I've been around a little bit, yeah. So this was my first like feature. So it was like, you know, you step on the movie sets and it's just bigger. Everything's bigger and you're like, whoa. A lot of money was spent <laughs> and, and you like you feel the pressure to step it up and, and perform. So it was overwhelming, but in the best kind of way, like challenging in all the right ways. I like that you said it makes you feel like you have to step it up and perform because I'm struggling so badly. I can't even lie about it. I am just I I'm struggling right now. I feel good. like a total fraud. I'm so sorry. I'm like spiraling. I've, I'm just I feel off physically today. I feel off emotionally. And even if I put that out there, then I can proceed because at least I'm honest about it. <laughs> I even like said something some person was like did you see that I was like uh-huh I didn't see it I never say <laughs> like that I, I don't know who I am today I'm like Linda Blair and the exorcist but like inward I I just am having a hard day how's your day it's all right I had a rough day yesterday so I feel you I was going really through, I was going through it yesterday did you get over it? Oh, man, I had to be honest about it. And I had to be like, yeah, this is wild, but I'm going to try to push through. Like, a friend of mine's went missing, and, like, it, it was, like, it was a lot. Oh, my God. It was a spectacle of well, a thing. Well, that sounds and, like real problems. And then I had to, like, try to shake it off and, like, go do some stuff. And I totally get it. And I'm, I'm okay. So, like, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm good. Did they find your friend, though? Yeah, we, we found him. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it. I get being a little off. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. I'm having one of the most surreal days of my life in a long time. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm on the outside looking in or the inside looking out. I just, it's it's a little bit of a surreal, bizarre feeling. I don't know what's wrong with me. It happens, I think. I, I've definitely had that experience where it's like you kind of just feel like you're moving like something's pushing you but it's not you and you're just kind of like yes and then you want you feel untethered it's like oh i need to yes i feel untethered a little like weird and druggy and surreal even Mm -hmm. though i'm not on drugs at all yeah um thank you for and i'm is your day better since yesterday yes 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 i feel a lot better well i'm gonna call you tomorrow and tell you how great my day (laughs) is and how much better it is then today because it's going to start getting better right now. I look forward to that. Thank you. Yes. Now I feel so happy to proceed because I'm not bullshit anybody. <laughs> That's and what's up. I will say that always when I read the news, it always makes me feel better because there's always something weird and cool and interesting. And it's like the segment that pulls me up and out the mm-hmm. most. So thank you for doing this. And I'm so happy that we're tackling this subject and not something else because the news really does lift me up. It can. It, it can. This is the different news. This is that B side of news, news you can use. And news that we need more of, I think. I do a PBS, a, like nightly news, a a CNN. Whoa, you're newsing. Yes, I'm I'm a newsy. (laughs) And it's why I want this news all the more because we have to have the antidote because there are good things happening Mm -hmm. and weird, cool findings. And so there's this magazine called The Week and it just has a a tiny paragraph called It Wasn't All Bad. And this segment is completely inspired by that. Thank you so much. Of course. Now it's going to be amazing. (laughs) I can be real. I hate being a faker. And it doesn't work either. You know what I mean? Like you end up just feeling off and weird and and fraudulent and you're like, this isn't servicing anybody. No, I want to be myself and a human and real. 100%. All right. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, Sam. Um, All right. Should we hit some headlines? Let's do it. I'm with it. Perfect. First up, happy hundred and wait, no. Oh my God. I did read that right. Oh my gosh. Happy 115th birthday to Maria Morea. She just became the world's oldest living person. Maria says her secrets to a long life are order, tranquility, good connections with family and friends and nature, emotional stability, having no regrets, lots of positivity, and staying away from toxic people. Holy cow. (laughs) Sam, you just celebrated a birthday Thoughts from this amazing, beautiful woman's wisdom. I mean, 115 is a that's a long life, man. I thought I was reading it wrong. That's a long life. It's like that's a weird thing too, because it's like I don't know that I would want to live that long. 115. I would. You would. I would. Yeah. 115. Yeah, because my kids and. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. that makes sense. And my daughter said this morning because they had some brownies last night. And they wanted one for breakfast. And I was like, I'll be cool. There were tiny squares. I was like, sure. And then I made them eggs and then a little Nutella toast. And I said, God, you know, I shouldn't have allowed you to have a little uh, piece of brownie because you're having a piece of Nutella toast. That's like too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. And Frankie grabbed her little brownie square and she goes, will I live longer if I don't eat it? And I go, (laughs) yes, 
And she handed it back to me. Really? Yeah. And then I turned around and bit my fist like the woman in airplane, thinking how many things I've done to cut my life shorter. Mm. <laughs> I get like kids. Yeah, I have a cat. I think I would want to live as long as my cat. Like I would. Well, that you know? is not. That's not a long enough. That's my kid. My cat is my kid. I know, but they only live like twenty years max. I'm cool with that. No, Sam. It's <laughs> not enough time. You have to live longer. We need you longer. Selfishly, all right, no. All right, all right, I'll stay. No, I mean, I think it's like one of the things I do think is real is like that elimination of like toxic people and like your energy. I think that's so important. It's, it's, it's high up on the list of any type of longevity kind of in anything you do. It's just like protecting yourself and protecting your energy. Did you always know that or did you have to learn that? I had to learn that for sure. That's like a more, I think, late 20s, early 30s revelation. I agree with that time assessment. And I grew up so fast and worked since I was a baby. And I always think my timelines are a bit off. But that is, I think, in not sort of how you grow up or where or the way you grow up. It's like that time invested in the world and being on this planet seems to be similar for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 20s, 30s, you kind of go, you know what? Yeah, it's where you start to turn some corners. You know? Yeah. I think you really start to think about what kind of life you want. I think through your 20s, you're just like doing stuff. Oh, my God, I was such an idiot in my you, 20s. Yeah, you have no real clear idea of like what kind of person you want to be. I just wanted to have fun, yeah. too. I wanted to work hard and play hard. I wanted to burn that candle at both ends and have the best time doing it. Did you? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> That's important, too. But then I got into my 30s and everything, re late 20s, early 30s, everything changed. I started working with the UN. I started thinking about having kids. I was single for a while. Um, I kind of cooled out, um, rethought my job and mm. my life. And then by, I would say, around 34, like, everything had changed. But, Same. Yeah. Same. And I feel like I was ready to get my life together. And then mm -hmm. it fell apart horrendously. But I picked it back up. And but you're ready to pick it back up. I think you learned from those old lessons. And it is going to fall apart again. You know, like, it'll keep building and crumbling and building and crumbling. But the older you get, the more you're like, I know how to clean this up. This is not the end of the world. I can You recognize it faster and you have a better set of tools. And life is a roller coaster and it has highs and lows. Yep. And the dips, you know, are surprising that they can be so big at times because you're like, wait, I'm older. I should have learned. I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't think this would take me down so far. Yes. That's what's crazy to me is like you get to these places and you think like, yo, I beat this thing. And yes. Like, I've, I've got this. And then it like shows its face in this like other way. And you're like, whoa, like I am like completely rocked right now in a way that I didn't think was like possible anymore. You know, like my grandma passed away recently. I'm so sorry, and Sam. I was like really destroyed by it in a way that I didn't expect because my mom passed away when I was young. And when I went through that and it took me years to kind of find my way out of what that was, losing your mother at 16, you know? But when I did, I was like, okay, I get this. I understand myself, my relationship with death. Like, if death presents itself to me again, I'm going to be like, okay. And then I was like, I am so not okay. And I didn't expect to feel it. But then I just had to let myself feel it. You know what I mean? I was like, stop trying to, like, manage this. 
and just let yourself have these feelings and you'll you will get to the other side which which I learned from my mother it was like you have the tools though to bring yourself to the other side of whatever this feeling is and I think that's the real takeaway that we take from all these experiences are those tools like you said I um I'm so sorry about your grandmother and was she like a mother figure to you yeah so it was like going through that all over again in a way I didn't expect and also weirdly I felt like the last connection I had to my mom was gone. It was like, this is the person who can tell me like stories. This is the person who really knew her. This is the person I can tap as a resource of that. And it was like, oh, now this resource is gone. And it kind of felt like being orphaned again a little bit. It was like, whoa, this kind of feels crazy. It was weird. And my brothers all felt the same way. Like we finally had to talk about it. And they were like, yo, I didn't think it was going to mess with me as much as it did either. And I was like, yeah, I just thought, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why I would think that, but I did. The arrogance of people, you know what I mean? Thank you. I was so honored to have that conversation with you. And it's like, I know we talk about news and fun stuff and, you know, who knows the next story coming could be like about a pigeon pooping, <laughs> you know, on some woman's head and she's suing the landlord. Like, I don't even know what's next. But I, that's a big part of why I love comedy is because when it all gets big and heavy, like the sigh of relief to lighten up and laugh or really shift my energy. Mm -hmm. um, laughter and tears are like twins. They kind of look alike and sound alike and function alike. And I like the duality and the sort of pendulum that swings so wide and far with both. Um, but thank you for talking to me about that because I... I really appreciate that you can think that you have dealt with things and then it can come back at another point in a different form at another time in life and you will have to reprocess all over again. Mm -hmm. And yet what I'm going to take away also from what you shared is that in the end you told yourself I've gotten through things before and I will get through things again. And it comes back around, as you said. Yes. And that is something to never lose sight of, like the true love life raft, you know? Mm -hmm. And you hang in there, Kitty, and it's like you got through this. You will get through it again. That yeah. is not only hopeful, but it's very pragmatic because you have your own truth to fall back on. Which, ironically, my therapist talks about part X, and when it works negatively, it usually works from the truth. <laughs> so you don't know how to decipher it. But that's the positive version, yeah. and I'm into that. All right. Well, here we go with the next story, Sam, if you're ready. Let's see where this I'm one takes it. us. Next, in fashion fumble news, Chelsea Clinton recently shared that in her dash out the door, she accidentally put on two very different pair of black heels, one with a pointed toe and one with a peep toe. Chelsea hoped no one would notice, but of course, the one and only Oprah Winfrey Whoa. did. Oprah laughed and said she thought it was a new fashion trend before Chelsea explained that it was unintentional. Sam, thoughts? I've done something like that. It's not. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's not. It's it not. happens to the best of it us. It happens to the best of us. Like I've definitely done some some silly stuff, like getting dressed with my clothes. Thinking. I think the biggest one you think you have on like black and black, and then you get out and realize it's like navy blue, and you're like, oh, I'm ruined. I think that's like one that everyone kind of has done at some point. But I've done. I've done some. I've done some stuff. 
I used put to. on my underwear backwards Ooh, and wow. not realize it till I like go to use the bathroom in public and I'm like, my underwear aren't backwards. Do you wear big girl underwear? Like I wear big girl underwear, like as in like there's the underwear themselves are a big girl. They're they're big, they're they're <laughs> they're hefty, they're 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 girthy, they're like you could use it as a parachute in an emergency. All the time? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and I then I'll try to wear like a hipster or like a skim, which occasionally I will wear. And today I've been picking out my underwear all day from places I did not <laughs> expect for them to be in. And I'm like, this is where why I wear my big girl underwear. And when I say big girl, I'm picturing like full-blown granny panty. Like the sides are at least six inches long. Like you can put a baby in it and the baby could swing. It's a total baby diaper, <laughs> like safety pin the side sitch. Cool. I'm not mad at that. Okay. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm a boy shorts person myself. Oh, that's, I like a good boy short. And because they don't crawl yeah. up into you know nefarious crevices that you don't want anything in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go back to those type of like trying to be cute panties. Like when when I was trying to be cute, those are those are panties. I can't go back to panties. I need draws. Sam, I'm never going to say it differently. <laughs> I'm done with panties. It's all about drawers. Yeah, you need drawers. Drawers. Um, all right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this— all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. And we are back. I'm here with Sam J. Okay, up next, a music lover named Fatima recently went viral on TikTok for getting a QR code tattoo of her favorite Spotify playlist. Why, you ask? So she could show the code to any DJ and they could scan it and she could dance all night long to all her favorite songs. Okay. You, you love this idea. I mean, I don't hate it <laughs> because I am the girl who brings their used to be like mixtape. Then it became the iPod. Now it's all in the iPhone. Um, and I have a lot of playlists and I do put a lot of playlists on Spotify and I'm a big playlist like junkie. So 
I kind of really get where she's going. And if she could put like 150 songs on there, everywhere you go, boom, Insta party. I I feel like DJs hate requests though. Oh. They don't like requests. You know what I mean? Like every DJ I know, they get annoyed with requests, but then and now you're requesting a whole playlist? That seems a little obnoxious. You know what? You're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. What DJ is going to roll over and just and play your you, playlist? Yes, no, yeah. this is impossible. I didn't think it was a good plan. No, this plan is full of holes and flaws. <laughs> and by the way, I would say then just play it at a friend's house or at your home, but you don't need a QR code for that. No. You need a plug. Exactly. Oh, my God, Sam. You really broke this down in a way that made me think, from good idea to <laughs> absolutely not good idea. And I, I also remember my last encounter with a DJ. I It was my daughter's 10th birthday, and I've never had a DJ. They they worked at the venue. I, I was like, oh, it's double digits. We've only ever thrown a party in our apartment or at our Auntie Jill's house. Like, that's it. Like, so this was like a bigger party. This was, you know, a first double digit. It was, you know, a, a lovely little moment. Um, but the place had a DJ, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Okay. But um, the first 10 minutes of the party, I started spiraling because it was really hardcore, like, real. I don't, how do I even put this? The music felt dirty. Like, Whoa. it was, it was like hardcore, like it did not feel 10-year-old's birthday. It wasn't like kids bop. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like inappropriate. DJ went off. Yeah. And I was like, I am so sorry to ask this, but I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable with parents. Like I've invited them into like an inappropriate party. Would it be okay to like play like, I don't know, like Harry Styles. And I could tell this guy wanted to kill me. <laughs> like he was I need to know what really he was playing. pissed off. And it was you're right. DJs don't want to be told Mm-mm. what to do. It was like very grinding. Like oh, okay. it, I feel like there might have been some inappropriate words. Oh, okay, like pretty Ricky type stuff. It was like I felt very vulnerable in front of all the parents. Like Welcome to this very inappropriate birthday party. And the second the music changed, the feeling went away. Yeah, I mean, you were correct. You shouldn't you shouldn't be playing grinding like pretty Ricky style songs at a 10 year old's party. I was like, I'm so sorry, (laughs) sir. But could we just take it down a notch? And I don't know, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, like which is still like the coolest. Right. Cool. I could tell you probably would have like literally killed me if I said kids bop. I wouldn't even dare. (laughs) You know, like I'm over kids bop. I get it. Like, but everything changed the second this like very hardcore. Like the only thing you wanted to do is wrap your legs around something and start like grinding. <laughs> That's what the soundtrack of life was. So yeah, you're right. DJs don't want to be told their business because nope. that's their business is DJ. Yeah, that's what they do. It's like their art. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, this you're right about this story and it is wrong. Okay, moving on. <gasps> Trevor Noah, the greatest man ever, recently left The Daily Show and compared the grind of making a daily show to planning a wedding but without the honeymoon. Comedians like Leslie Jones, Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman, and Chelsea Handler are all slated to guest host. Sam, you wrote on Saturday Night Live for four seasons. 
What do you think about the roster of, uh, first of all, I just want to say women that they're bringing in. Yeah. Because there's no women in late night. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I think Except it's for dope. Amber Ruffin. I like that they're mixing it up, one. I think that's fun, that they're just like letting us see different hosts every week. It's such a different approach mm-hmm. to a thing where they usually just like anchor it with one person. So it's just been fun watching different people's takes on things and what they have to say. And it's just always dope when you see more diversity in, in a space to me you know what I mean like of all kinds it's like the more you see that then the better off we are it feels like a push in the right direction I I'm very excited for it I'm really glad to hear you say that I I trust you and through talking to you like I feel like I just want to do what Sam says you know (laughs) I do I like I I really like have come to implicitly trust your gut instincts on things. There's some good diversity happening in late night, man. There's Amber's show. There's Z-Way show. I love, oh, by the way, I love Z-Way and Z-Way. I've done her show and I panicked afterwards because I was like, oh God, what did I just say? Because you want to like show <laughs> up and I love Z-Way and then Z-Way came here. Um, she's been here a few times. Um, love her. Yeah, she's great at it. She's great at it. There's my show. There's pause. Yep. So there's some, there's some stuff going on in late night. Yeah. It's an exciting little space right now. You're absolutely right. And I'm really glad to see women come up because, honestly, a year or two or three ago, there were almost no women in late night. Yeah. And that just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel like reading the room, and it didn't feel like there was an offering to choose. And also now there's so much diversity in the style. Like, I think about, like, Amber show, and I'm like— that's one way. And now you have Z-Way, who's approaching it another way. Then you have my show, which approaches it a whole another way. And so you're also getting, like, all these different looks of late night. When I feel like before, it was always just like, here's a desk. Here's one person. And they're going to talk at you. Now I think we're starting to have more whole conversations and finding a lot of ways into these different conversations. Who was an inspiration for you starting your show? Oh, man. Chris Rock show on mm, HBO. The um, best. Arsenio. <gasps> I I got to um, do an Arsenio yeah. Hall show. I think I was on, I don't know, at least once or twice, but I loved it. And I I thought it was like just the coolest place to be. And I was so That's glad. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, it felt like um, a younger, cooler party. Yeah. It was like there was nothing like it. Yeah. I mean. When- and it was the conversations were like laxed in a way that I hadn't seen Late Night be. It was like, we're really kicking it. He was a very good interviewer, too, as far as he had a very honest, disarming quality. He kept it really real. Um, You knew he could bust into funny at any moment. So there was always that levity in the air, which is what I think comedians do and create a safe space. But he also explored depth and, Mm. you know, had hard conversations And I was just such an uber fan of his. I was so thrilled that he would have me on his show. And we talked about some deep stuff together. And then as a viewer, I loved watching. You know, one of the things that I also enjoy is not knowing exactly what I'm going to get. And Mm. I feel like Oprah's show was always like that. Is today going to be 
in-depth, meaningful, poignant, and life-changing? Or is it going to be entertainment? Or is it going to be something like homespun and domestic and like life-improving? We need to be kept on our toes because life does that. We have many different interests, many different subjects, many different things we're tackling. I want heavy. I want light. I want everything in between. So the diversity of hosts, the diversity of subjects and tones yes. is so important. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that in a, in a really cool way. Well, I cannot wait to like watch what The Daily Show evolves into in this chapter. It always has taken me a minute, like John Oliver and Trevor Noah, like, you know, from John Stewart, all transitions. But I, I, is there anyone I love more than John Stewart? John Oliver and Trevor Noah. I don't know. Like those three dudes are so legendary. So it reminds me also to like give it a minute and settle in because you may just be watching like your new favorite person. For sure. For sure. All right. Sam, you brought us the last story. Tell us everything. Yes. I wanted to talk about uh, Shannon Sharp today, actually. So Shannon Sharp had an altercation at a Lakers game, a Lakers-Grizzlies game, and he got into it with some of the players on the floor while he was a spectator. Mm-hmm. There was some yelling back and forth. Mm-hmm. The referees had to come out. It was a big thing. He was arguing with the players. They had to break it up. And he was a, a, a guest. A guest at the game. An audience member. Yes. And then today he apologized on his show. He apologized for his behavior. He apologized to the fans. He apologized to the Grizzlies. He apologized to the Lakers. He apologized to LeBron personally because he was like, you know, you've been my friend and you've always stood up for me. And I'm sorry you had to stand up for me in a moment like this. And I just thought it was so cool. I thought it was just so cool that he, a person in the spotlight who could easily act like he wasn't the problem or keep arguing his stance or use his show as a platform to defend himself. He just took a moment to say like publicly, yo, I messed up. And I think it was dope because people mess up. That's what actually happens in real life. And we need spaces and the ability to say sorry and for him to just stand and do that in such a big way. I was like, wow, what an example of like how to do it correctly, because you're not never going to do something wrong. These hugs are good, by the way. I really need them. And I feel so compelled. I can't hold back for anything. (laughs) I just want to get in there and hug you because you make such important points. Um, I don't know why we don't either make it more safe and welcoming for people to apologize or to have some self-introspection. I hate that also an understanding of a self-awareness or a revelation also has to come with an apology that means shame. I've done something Mm -hmm. really wrong. Like I I know because I have had moments where I've, you know, you really have to come out and apologize for your behavior, you know? And I think it can distract also from the real thing, which is nobody is perfect. We hold people in politics or power or in the spotlight or any human being now on social media to a standard that is almost impossible to live up to. And when they don't, it's, aha, And if anybody has to learn a lesson 
or do it in front of people, which I've been in those shoes Mm -hmm. where you learn hard stuff right in front of everybody. Now everybody is having that life experience. I kind of never expected that we would all be in this together. And my empathy and respect is just, it's so there because that is also all actions aside, in a moment, modeling for every person on the planet to be able to change their mind, have some recognition, change their stance, yep. share the other side of it. Okay, this is the aftermath. I love that story so much, and I hope it can open doors for people to feel compelled to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling about this experience now because we've not made it comfortable for people and therefore they are doubling down on the wrong. Yeah, and they're also afraid. Nothing works when it becomes like fear-mongering. They're afraid of what they're going to lose. They're afraid they're going to lose their their job, their livelihood or whatever And we threaten that they will lose everything. You will be canceled. So it's like, well, now I'm just not going to even said anything wrong. No, I didn't. It's like it makes you kind of force that stronghold in a way that I don't think helps anybody. You know, nobody's growing in that type of situation. Nobody's growing. We have to start like really championing people saying, I've had a mea culpa. I've had a revelation. I've I remember in in politics, if someone changed their minds, they were accused of being a flip flopper. Mm -hmm. And that was a bad thing. It's like, are you serious? We are not born with a set of values and that value system stays exactly the same until the day we die at hopefully 115 years old. Right. No, exactly. You are going to change and grow and have incredible introspection. And we should want that and encourage that. Yes. Because that's what makes people whole. Well, screw all the other stories, Sam. Yours is better. (laughs) And I totally agree. No Spotify playlist on your arm, um, (laughs) unless it makes you happy, and in which case, then absolutely go for it. More diversity and women and incredible, you know, options and opportunity in late night and being absolutely cheering on and giving space to people who want to grow and learn and change right in front of everybody because it's kind of what we're all doing. Yep. Yeah. And I don't we remember did what the first we story did. We was. We fixed America. It was that woman. May we all live a long life and not do everything we can to sabotage it along the way. Or live a little bit longer than your cat. <laughs> you, you know what you need? Nine lives. <laughs> Sam J needs nine lives. That probably will measure out to around 115. Um, Sam... Thank you so much for Thank doing you. this today. Can we do more together? Yeah, it was fun. It's really nice to like get to know you, keep it real, love, laugh, think, uh, hug. Good hugs. Talk about deep stuff and like cats. Cats. Important. Yeah, cats are important. Yeah, I'm really into my cat. What's Shout the- out to Fancy. Fancy? Yeah. How old is Fancy? Four. Okay, lot of, got a lot of years left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And um, fluffy, domestic, what type of cat? Persian. Oh, white, fancy. White Persian. 
Hence the name. Yeah. Oh, a like white the fancy Persian. Feast cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went that route. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would like to see a picture one day. Maybe you can bring Fancy by the studio. He's he lives up to his name. He he lamps on things. He lounges very well. I have four cats. So do you? Yep, I do. See. You know what's up. I'm the cat lady. Yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> um, Sam, thank you so much. Thank you. And maybe can I ask you, you know, sometimes we say tell a friend or let somebody know about a podcast, share the word. What's a good way to share the word? I think person to person, just talking to folks, being, I think we need to go back to talking to each other more and just really being interpersonal. Well, the next time you have a conversation with someone, tell them about the podcast because I will say in all sincerity and no silliness, I would want to hear this podcast today because I want to listen to what you have to say. So that was sweet. Thank do you. share this with someone so you can listen to Sam and want to hug her the way I so luckily I'm got huggable. to hug her. Like that was a good four times. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like, you know, like I said, tell a person IRL or who you're talking to all about Sam J and um, be as happy as I am listening to her and sharing in her space. And watch The Drew Barrymore Show every weekday by going to thedrewbarrymoreshow.com and find your local yeah. time and channel. And as always, we make this show for you. So take it with you. Yay. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Start your mornings right with the same mug as seen on the Drew Barrymore Show. Take 20% off at checkout with code DREW20 at paramountshop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Drew Barrymore products with code DREW20 at paramountshop.com. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.